You will follow along with me as I read this. I'm going to be lazy this morning. I'm going to lay down sit down and all this stuff. You see how large the letters, Paul said, I have written unto you my own hand. Some says Paul's eyesight was getting kind of weak. Kind of like us when we get some age on us, don't we? We have to get some strobot and eyes to see. Ain't that right, Miss Joyce? As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised. When at least they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desires to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Now, go back with me up to verse 13, and there's a word now. I want you to put your finger over it as I go through this thing this morning, this message, and just let it go through your mind. It's C-R-O-S-S, the cross. Put your fingers there and follow along with me, if you will. I won't be here long. I'll get you home time enough to have lunch or whatever. If the Lord will, if it's his will, we'll get you out of here. Pray with me for just a moment. Father, we thank you for this day. We're thanking you now for what you have done for us in the past. Lord, we're going to thank you for what you're going to do for us in the future. Help us to say, as Paul said, this world don't mean anything to me anymore. I'm crucified. I don't need to be this stuff in my life. I need to look towards the cross. What happened there many years ago? Paul said, all this stuff to me is garbage now. I'm looking for a better place to spend eternity. Lord, I pray that you'll help us all to see that. This worldly things we'll use and they're gone. But what you did for us on the cross is going to last throughout all eternity. Bless your word, the hears, and we go away from here today realizing what a great instrument the cross was. Bless us, help us, and keep us, Lord. It's in your name we ask it. Amen. As we... As Paul says, talk about the cross. Let me share something with you to start with. And it's nothing new to you. I just want to remind you. The day, the moment in your life that you met Jesus Christ, your life was changed forever. It will never be the same. That's what Paul had in mind. It'll never be. Be the same. Now, let me just not enough light up here now. Today, today, this day, today, there's peace in your heart. Today, you and I is prone, and the world is prone to look at the cross as a sentimental peace. It's not that, folks. It's not sentimental. 
Look at the cross where Christ was crucified. It's sentiment to the world. The world don't even care about the cross. Do you and I care about the cross today? Do we really? I care about what was on that cross. The cross is gone. You can't even find the cross anymore, but we can find what was on the cross. We can find Jesus Christ. That's what was there. That was the purpose of the cross. Now, I'm going to tell you this. In eternity past, it was already ordained for our Lord and Savior to be put on a cross even before we were born into the world. It was a plan that was made for him to be put on the cross. We were crossing, right? We do. We get some men have I don't have one today. I got one, I think. Ladies go to the jewelry store and buy them a cross to hang around them. Wonder what the purpose of the cross is to them. What is the purpose of the cross to you? What does it really mean to you as born again Christians? We said just a similar. It happened many years. Well, it's more than that. We wear crosses on our lapel, on the chains around our neck. That's good, ladies. Wear them around your neck. But to the first citizen, the cross was not a beautiful piece of jewelry. It was a cross. It was ugly. It brought shame. It brought displeasure to everybody that had to be on the cross. It wasn't beautiful. I'm telling you, it wasn't beautiful. A piece of jewelry. It was the lowest form of death that man could even imagine. Now, let me get into this thing. I'm going to get here in a minute or two if you give me some time. The most excruciating death man has ever experienced was on the cross. Couldn't get any worse. Aren't you glad that you don't have to do that today? Aren't you glad that God sent his son? Listen, God sent his son that you and I would not have to go through that. Do you love him today? You ought to say amen and jump. God loves you so much that he sent his son and put him on a cross where the whole world could see him. I don't know what's wrong with the Christian community today. Seems like we lost our zeal. Where is God at in our lives? This, this ain't going to be a good, fancy jump, jumping sermon. I'm asking a question. Where is God at in your life? Does he, does he lead you every day? Do we follow him every day? The most excruciating death a man, a woman, boy, or girl could tolerate would be put on a cross. Suffocate. We don't. I don't know what that would be like. It's, it was the lowest form of death, an ultimate humiliation. The, a proper Roman citizen. He hated it. He hated the cross. Would never. Would never mention the cross in a polite conversation. You know, I wonder how often we ask ourselves to think about the cross. When you're talking to your brothers and sisters, you ever mention the cross? We're so happy, and I'm glad it's that way. We have salvation. We don't even think about the cross and what the price was that it was paid. We don't think about that. We're so happy, aren't we? 
And we ought to be happy. Folks, you ought to be happy knowing that you have a Savior that died for you. And one day he'll welcome you home. Amen. Amen. We ought to be happy. I'm happy. My old heart's just getting this thing done. I'm happy. You know, let me say this. I said it earlier. I don't have as many years to go as I've come through. I'm getting close to the end of my journey. <laughs> and the closer I get to the end of my journey, the happier I get. You know what? We all talk about it. We sing about it. They just sang a song about God's grace, God's marvelous grace. One of his attributes is grace. One day he's going to welcome me home. I won't be worried about COVID. I'm not worried about it now, but we won't be going through all this stuff. We could be home. We're passing through, folks, just marching along. Let me get on. The cross, Pilate and Pilate's conversation, long as it stood for rejection and shame. You know what's happening in the world today? The world is still rejecting him. They're bringing the shame. You know what's happening in the church community? We're not standing up for Jesus Christ. We're not. Are we ashamed of the cross? Paul said he was. I'm not ashamed of it. You know why I'm not ashamed of the cross? Because of what was put on that cross. What was put there. Our Lord and Savior, Brother Ronna, we can sing about it. When Paul trusted Christ, he identified himself with the cross and took the consequences to the Jews. The cross was a stumbling block, a stumbling block. And to the Gentiles, it was foolish. How can I say the cross is foolish? All right, let me move on. The cross. Think about it. Put your finger there. We're going to look at the cross for a few more minutes, and I'm going to let you go home. Why? Why the cross? Why the cross? Why the cross? It's important. The cross is important. Now, let me take you back to the cross for just a moment or two. There was three, according to the Bible, was put on crosses that day, right? Three. One was right in the center. So you and I can do this. We can look back to the cross. But we can look forward to what was on the cross. One was on the cross and one made fun of. You know the world's still making fun of you and I today? You won't believe that. You won't take my word and say, the world's making fun of me. The world is making fun of the church today, folks. But Jesus is saying, you know what Jesus is saying to the world? I still love you. I love you. Come. Come. How did he tell us to come, Brother Ronnie? He said, come as you are. You can't get good enough. You can't take enough bath. You can't take enough showers. Come and let him clean you up. Yeah. He'll clean you up. The precious blood that was shed on that cross will clean you up. Get you right for what? Get you right for the trip to heaven. Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. Are you ready to go to heaven? <laughs> Are you ready? 
Why? Why? Why the cross? That's a good question. The cross represented the most important message this world would ever hear. Can't get any more important than that, can we? It's the most important that world will ever hear. The cross. The apostle Paul said, may it never be that I boast. I boast. Except in the cross of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Boastful. Now, we ought to be proud. You ought to be proud. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be everything you can imagine, all the attributes that God wanted to save you, and you accepted him at that time. God, here I am. He could have rejected you, but he didn't. He longed to show you his love and save you, and save you from an awful, awful place. A demon's hell. Now, you've heard this, and I've thought about it a lot. Some of my people, if you go to heaven, you're going to go by the cross. Well, let me put it this way, if you don't mind, the cross is gone. If you get to heaven, you can go by the one that was on the cross. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'll preach, won't it? If you get to heaven, you've got to go by him, not the cross. This Christ through which the world has been crucified to me, Paul said. And I to the world. In other words, Paul's position, listen, here's what's a problem with the world today. Now, this is my opinion. You can disagree if you want to. Here's what's the problem with the world today. We want position. Don't we? That's the world's position. We want riches. We want riches, don't we? Let me tell you something about position and riches before I go any farther. If God calls you today, it'll all stay right here. There's none going with you unless you lay up riches in heaven in your position of Jesus Christ. That's what'll happen. I like to have a dollar, don't you? I like to have money to spend. But if I've saved any money, if Floyd May don't spend it, then boys will spend it, I will carry none with me. All I'm going to carry with me is what I've laid up in heaven. It'll be there waiting for me. It's going to wait for me. It's going nowhere. It's waiting till I get there. It's waiting until you get there. It's waiting till all God's people get there, and they're going to get your rewards what you laid up there. Let me move on, Paul. Let's see what's going to happen. And crucified to me and I to the world. In other words, Paul, position, riches, influence, reputation, physical comfort for their meaning, when weighted against the redemption that was through Jesus Christ. Redemption outweighs all this other stuff. When you and I pass from this life and the other life, I wonder what folks are going to say about me. Will it make any difference? It won't make no difference. The difference maker is going to be Jesus Christ. Amen. When they ask me and Brother Jane, what did you do for me? I wonder what we're going to tell him. 
I can tell him anytime. If I stand there silent, it's because he got the book. <laughs> he got your life right before him. What we're going to say to him, Lord, I've done this. He may say, I didn't know you. I don't know you. Sad, isn't it? The cross of Calvary. Well, let me move on. The symbol, the shame, and the suffering of the cross. Shame, suffering of the cross. Are we willing to be put to shame for Jesus Christ? Are you willing to suffer for him? Now, nobody wants to suffer. We don't. I don't. I don't even like to have a headache, do you? But let me tell you something this morning. If you get to heaven, I'm not saying you're not going. I'm going to say that if you get there, you'll be a marked person. You may have some scars, Brother Honor. Because if you stand up for Jesus Christ, the world is going to say, I hate you. You can have scars. And when you get there, let me tell you what you can see. One thing I know, two things I know for certain that you will see if you get there. I know for certain you'll get to see the Savior. He's not on the cross. He's in heaven. He's not there. One other thing you'll get to see, brothers and sisters, is the marks in his hand where he paid the price for you. You'll get to see his hands. The marks in his hands. And you'll get to see him. How would you, we don't know, I ask, let me ask a question. How would you react if our Lord and Savior walked in here and you could see him today? Would you be happy? Would, you be, would it be a shame to you that I, I've done a lot of things in my life. You've done a lot of things in your life. I don't want people to know some of the things I did. But you know what? God knows what I did in my life. God knows what I've done. But one thing God did for me, he forgave me of all that stuff and wiped it clean. It won't be there heaven when I get there. And I'm going to be there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be there. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to be there. You, it's up to you whether you go or not. Let me go on with Paul. This thing was so bad. The cross was so bad that Romans wouldn't even let their cells die on that's how awful it was. Let me ask you a question. I got to move on. You got to get you home by for lunch. So awful. Barbarians, they invented it, said this is the way we ought to do it. Christ said, I got a better way. A better way. Here he is. A better way is I. I'll do it for you. You cannot. I can. It brought shame. It brought suffering. He was suffering, and it brought death to him. Are you willing? Are you willing to give your life to Jesus Christ? Lord, here it is. And say, do whatever you want to with it. Are we willing to do that? Think about that. Paul acknowledged the word of the cross. It's foolish to those who are what? Perishing. But to us who are being saved, 
It is the power of God unto salvation. Power. Now, remember, Ron, some of you other guys like to go play golf, don't you? Yeah, we do. We like to play at it. I like to play at it. I can't play it, but I play at it. And I'm 200 yards from a flag. I want to get the best iron or the best wood I can to get me there, right? Ain't that right, Brother Ron? I'm speaking out here. Look, I want the best that I can get to get me to heaven, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My works won't get me there. Jesus Christ will get me there. He'll welcome Curly home. Now, I may leave here and go home and when I get to the door, going in the house, I may say, you're not welcome here anymore. Jesus won't tell me that. Many years ago, him and I got it right, right here at this place we call Reedy Branch. And I ain't been, I ain't been perfect. I ain't going to tell you I've been perfect. Jesus is perfect. But I got it right. Are you having to struggle? Yes, you will. Paul said you'll struggle in your Christian walk because of you are in the flesh. You will struggle. Well, let's go on, Carly. The gospel records that the crucifix did not take Jesus by surprise. I told you earlier. In eternity past, it was all figured out what was going to happen. All that. He knew his purpose was to die. For what? For the sake of the world. I think about it. I was thinking about it. I said, wait a minute. There's something wrong. Jesus is Jesus. But I'm me. I'm thinking like Jesus had a purpose in eternity past. For the church. For the church people. Now, I need to put that in the proper perspective. Christians. Christian people. In the proper perspective. He told Nicodemus. He would lift up. Lift me up. That's what we're supposed to do to Jesus. He's higher than we are. Move him up. And he said as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall I be lifted up. Let me tell you, you may, you may not praise God here today, but there are coming a time that you will. You will bow to him. You may not want to, but you will bow to him. Why not bow to him here? And you won't have to do it there. And recognize who he is. All right. Jesus said that he was going to suffer he, and be killed. And again, in three days, he said, I'm going to get out of here. You can't keep me here. If you go to Jerusalem today, Go to the grave site. You will see nothing in there. He's gone. <laughs> but he's still living. He's gone, but he's still living. He's living in women, men, boys and girls' hearts today. You don't see it, but it's there. He's living there. For he the Holy Spirit living in our lives today. Can't get rid of him. We can't get rid of him. But people, men, women, boys, and girls, still rejection. Still rejection. God, in the gospel record, that crucifixion did not take Jesus by surprise. You ever heard, well, I was surprised that that happened. 
right? But let me tell you something. You don't surprise Jesus. You don't surprise him. He knows what's going on in my life. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in the world. He knows what's going on everywhere. That's Jesus. Paul said, I can't get away from him. Like I said earlier, folks, if you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, your life is changed forever. Ever. Forever. Why was the cross so important? Everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. And the consequences of sin is what? Death. But there's a remedy for that, not like that, both physical and spiritual. Through the crucifixion, God was able to be the righteous judge of all mankind. He's right. You're wrong, he's right. Well, I still love him and live for him. You're still wrong. He's right. So I'm going to, yeah, you can go. You can go to heaven. You can buy your ticket today if you don't have it. You can't purchase the ticket. The ticket's already been purchased. God did it on the cross. He paid the ultimate price for us. I can't buy it. For physical and spiritual, for the crucifixion, God, and the consequences of sin, death, physical and spiritual. People, some people are going to die to death, Brother Ronald. Let me move on. I don't want to get into too much theology here. Through the crucifixion. Sometime this week, you can do it today. I'm not sure if there's still one of the ones up there or not. But you'll see them during the Christmas holiday season, crosses. And you see one, ask yourself, I wonder if that family know what it really means, that cross to be there. What does it really mean? Just a symbol. We've done away with the cross. What do we do? We've done away with the cross. The cross is gone. But the one that was on the cross is still living. Still living. He's still living. Why was the cross so important? Why would it be important to a Christian today, the cross? It represents that God's son died there for you and I. That's why the cross is so important to the world today. Because of what happened on the cross. Not the cross itself. But what happened on the cross? We had a Savior that gave his life. Why was the cross so important? Consequences of sin, death, physical and spiritual. Okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, many believers lacks assurance about their salvation. Are you sure of your salvation? You should be. God, let me tell you this. God never does nothing wrong, folks. If he saved you, he saved you, and you'll save forever. Yeah. 
ever. That means you don't make, no, I'm not saying you don't make mistakes. I'm saying if God's blood was applied to your life, you are saved forever throughout all eternity. All eternity you're saved forever. Some of us, we do, we all do, I think. Feel like, well, some, I just don't feel saved today. It's not about feelings, folks. It's not about how you feel. It's trusting Jesus Christ that he saved you and it was a done deal. It's never going to be changed. God don't do it twice. He don't do it twice. I don't know if that's preaching or what, but anyway, God doesn't do it twice. He don't have to. He died once for you. He'll never die again for you. If he saved you one time, you're saved throughout all eternity. Unfortunately, many believers like assurance about their self. I'm just as sure of hell. Let me say this again. Excuse me. I'm just as sure of heaven if I was right there beside of my Lord and Savior. Right now. Right now. I'm that assured. How about you? You can talk to yourself about that one. Usually this is because they have sin after receiving. Listen. And I'm going to say this, and I think I'm going to be 100% right. When you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, there come times in your life that you sinned. And if you haven't sinned, you're not going to be here. God forgave you that thing. Years, past, present, and future. Right now and tomorrow, he's already forgiven you for what you're going to do wrong. And I can guarantee you with a capital G, if you live a few more days, you're going to sin. I can guarantee you that. But you have what is important? A to Jesus Christ. You can let him know. God forgive me and let me move on. And he'll do it. Why is the cross, did Paul say, the cross is so important? Remember who was on the cross. That's why it's important. Who was there? It weren't you and I, our Lord and Savior. Let me move on, Curly. Keep moving. Let's get you. We got to get. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> it was important. And if it was important to Paul, if it was important to Jesus, if it was important to God, it ought to be important to you. Oh, we'll go to the jewelry store during the holidays. I like this tonight. Ain't that cross pretty? You can just put it on so people will see it. I don't know what y'all do with jewelry. I know I got some that I just keep it with me so I know what time of day when I'm supposed to be back at home or something like that. Remember the cross. During this holiday season, we're going to celebrate his birth. But down the road, there was something waiting for him. It was a cross. How would you respond to the cross of Jesus Christ if you have never placed your faith in him? That's a good question. How? How did I respond? How did you respond before you accepted him as Lord and Savior? It was a great day, a great moment in your life 
when you accepted him as Lord and Savior. You didn't even know what was happening. You said, this thing, this is different. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Let me say this. If we get sick or something like that, and I think I've heard some of us make this thing, it's okay. Whatever happened, I'm trusting the Lord. I've said that. And afterwards, I think about, did I really trust him? And now I can't trust him. Let me share something with you ladies this morning and gentlemen. And a lot of you, some of us I know had this thing we call heart bypass. My family thinks I'm crazy anyway. Sisters and brothers say, you ain't right. No. You know, a Christian is never right before the world. They're never right. I don't understand this. What's I'm worried about? If I have Jesus as my Lord and Savior, what am I worried about, Brother Ron? I don't need to worry. If he gets me out of here, I'm better off. But if he don't, maybe he has something else he wants me to do. I'm getting too old to worry. I say that to him. Aren't you worried? Why do I need to worry? Why? If I can trust Jesus, I don't need to worry about anything. I need to take him at his word. I need to take Jesus at his word, trust him, whether I can see where I'm going or not. He'll get me there in the right and proper way. Why did Paul say this thing, this Think about it. You have never, if you never trust him, you need to trust him. And I'll be, I'll be through here in a minute, or a couple minutes, something like that. Listen, if there's one under the sound of my voice that don't know him today, you will never have a better opportunity to come to know him. Still, so I'll wait till tomorrow. Let me share something with you. Are you guaranteed tomorrow will come? You may not see tomorrow, but maybe you need to do it today. Believe Jesus is your personal Savior. It's a personal thing. It's the ultimate thing that we ought to do and let Jesus take care of us. Now, we've got to do some stuff ourselves. We've got to be willing to do that. Jesus is your personal Savior. I say, it's personal. It's a personal thing. It's a personal walk with him. It's personal whatever you say to him in your moments and times of prayer. That's a personal thing. Nobody knows but you and him. It's personal. The life that you live, it ought to be a personal life between you and Jesus Christ. That don't mean that people won't see it. It ought to be a personal thing. And it is. Once you are a follower of Jesus. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Once you're a follower of Jesus, serve with him. Here's the idea. Your time, your talent, your energy, and here's one that props us all and stops us all a lot, our resources. <laughs> them dead presidents we like to hang on to them don't we brother Gene we like to hang on to them dead presidents he said with the resources I'm not only talking about 
There's other resources that you have that you can use. God ought to control our lives, shouldn't he? Oh, that didn't come out too good. We should control our lives. All right, let me get you out of here. Let me, why? Here's some, let me share this with you. Why did Paul keep coming back to the cross? Why? Number one, he knew the person that was on the cross. <laughs> he knew who Jesus was. Thank God, thank God that he knew who was on the cross. He knew the power of the cross. To Paul, the cross meant freedom and liberty. Freedom. We talk about freedom a lot. I don't know how much freedom we have. He knew the purpose of the cross. It was to bring into the world a new people of God. We're not Jews, Gentiles, but we are God's bride. We're the church. <laughs> we are the church. We're God's bride. You know what he does? You know what you gentlemen and I do for our bride? We want them spruced up, and we want all this for them. We want the best for them. God wants the best for his people. He said, well, sometime. This new creation is the church, the body of Christ. The old was headed by Adam. And indeed, it fell. The old creation fell. But the new creation is headed by Christ and it is going to what? You and I will be successful. We're going to be successful. Why am I going to be successful? Because of Jesus Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, in conclusion, when you're in a jewelry store looking for some gifts for somebody, and you're walking, and there you see a cross, Stand for a moment and ask yourself, what did the cross really stand for? <laughs>